We've covered a lot of ground here at Just One Simple Thing in 2022. Decision-making, project planning, creating community, launching new projects, and one big pivot. Before we wrap up the year, let's take a look back at the top five episodes of 2022. Hey friend, welcome to Just One Simple Thing, the podcast where we find the intersection of practical solutions, biblical truth, and creativity as you lead in ministry and business. In order to make an impact, you have to take action even when you aren't 100% sure what God is up to. If you're tired of trying all the things and ready to do a new thing, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Krista Hutchins, a project manager, coach, wife, mom, encourager, and friend. In each episode, we tackle a specific issue keeping you stuck as you chase after your God dream and give you just one simple thing to help bring clarity to your swirl of creative ideas. Now, let's go solve a problem. If you're listening to this in real time, we're in the last week of 2022. This whole year went by in the blink of an eye, maybe because the chaos of the previous two years gave way to something that resembles a new normal. For me, it seemed like life slowed down a little, but time sped up. How weird is that, right? I thought it would be fun today to revisit a few of the most popular episodes of 2022. You guys really got into the practical ones that gave you some tools to help grow your ministry or business. Like episode 46, your discovery call toolkit. Having a system for consistently scheduling discovery calls with potential clients and following up on them changed my business. Let's listen in to part of that episode where I shared three ways to keep your discovery call calendar full. First, talk about your discovery call offer. Instead of burying it on your Contact Me page of your website, make your discovery call offer obvious wherever you interact with your audience. You don't have to mention it all the time in one place, but rotating it around your various platforms and connection points ensures that all the parts of your audience are reminded occasionally. Some places to mention it are your email newsletter, your social media bio, your Facebook page and group, your Instagram stories and feed, your podcast outro, your guest post or podcast bio. Secondly, set a goal and keep track visually. How many calls is enough? You won't know until you set a goal and keep track. Set a goal for a specific number of calls to have in a quarter and keep track of how many of those calls convert to coaching clients. Then you'll know how many you need to schedule in the future to keep your client slate full. Tracking it visually will be a motivator and remind you to mention the discovery calls often. Now I know that if I want to book two or three new clients every month, I need to schedule four or five discovery calls. And number three, make it easy to schedule. The most frustrating part of scheduling anything is an endless stream of emails going back and forth to find a time that works for both of you. If it's too difficult, this potential lead will just give up. But you don't need an expensive scheduling software with monthly fees. Most schedulers have a free version. My favorite is TidyCal, 
which has a free version as well as an inexpensive one-time lifetime deal. I'll drop a link to TidyCal in the show notes. And keep it simple if you have to. When I started, I used a Google spreadsheet with a list of the times available and gave people access to enter their name next to a time. Not fancy, but it worked when there were only a few. Discovery calls were a game changer, but it started with having a system to set up and follow up on the calls. Creating systems for important processes creates time, consistency, and accuracy, as we learned in episode 52, a simple process for creating simple systems, starting with which systems you need to create. Start with the ones you use most often. This may seem odd. If you use it often, you obviously know how to do it. What's the point in documenting it? Well, I found that the processes I use most often may have been developed before I had access to certain software or knew how to use certain tools. By looking at the processes I use most often, I may find easier ways to do them. Look at ones that are complicated, that have a lot of steps or several places that they get handed off from person to person. Consider ones you're likely to get help for. This is a big one. If you're considering hiring a VA, marketing manager, or other support staff, document the steps of the processes they'll use before you hire them. Not only will it be easier to onboard them, but you'll be able to write a better job description and find someone with the exact skills that you need. And finally, document ones that you're likely to forget. At the opposite end of the ones you use most often are the ones you rarely use and are likely to forget how to do. These need a documented system. One way to create a system is to map out the steps on the wall using sticky notes. But that's only the first of 10 creative ways to use sticky notes from episode 54. We do love our office supplies, don't we? Here's three more of my favorites from that list. Number eight, annual planning. Use blue painter tape to section off a big table or whiteboard into months or quarters. Then make a sticky note for each thing you want to do. Use a different color for each focus area so you can make sure things are balanced and you're spending your time where it really matters. Number nine, keep your focus in a work session. This is one that I actually talk about a lot. When you sit down to work, list the top three things you want to get done in that session on a sticky note and stick it to the edge of your screen so they stay right in front of you. And finally, interactive planning. When you have a big project coming up that involves a lot of people or groups, grab your team and give each department or function a different color pad of sticky notes. Have each group put each of their tasks on the project on a sticky note, mark out a calendar on a table, wall, or whiteboard, and then let each team put their actions on the calendar. They'll see how their actions interact with other teams. When they work on the plan together, each team buys in and is more committed because they know if they don't do what they agreed to, the other groups will be impacted. Another theme of the most popular episodes was creating a framework for decision making. This comes up all the time when I do audience surveys. 
how to confidently make decisions and stop second-guessing yourself. In episode 60, Overcome the Idea Tornado and Get Clarity on Your Next Step, I shared this tip for deciding what the next step is. What's the biggest issue you need to solve? The one thing that's blocking your path and preventing progress. It may seem like there are a lot of them, but if you look closely, you're likely to find one thing that everything else hinges on. Work to solve that thing to completion and don't change course when you hit the first hurdle. Put all those other little things to the back of the line until you solve the big ones. And finally, in episode 76, we learned about the four strategies you need to help you focus and save time. Number one, a marketing strategy. This is all about the ways you'll promote your work and get it in front of the people who really need it. It's how you reach your target audience, tell them the problem you solve, your unique solution, and the transformation they can make. Your marketing strategy is aimed at keeping you at the top of their mind when they face the problems you solve. The second area is your content strategy. This includes everything you produce for your audience to consume. Books, blogs, podcasts, emails, social media, but also your products and services and your special process that leads to their solution. When you approach these things strategically, a common thread through them is immediately recognizable as yours. And third, one that we all hate, a financial strategy. We all hate talking about money, but even if your work is a personal ministry, there are finances involved in one way or another, and they can quickly get out of control. At the very least, you need a strategic plan for your budget. But depending on the size of your operation, there could also be taxes, payments, and long-range planning to think about. And finally, you need an administrative strategy. This is all about how you run your business, the systems you use for managing your email and calendar, your files, the onboarding and offboarding experience for your clients, how you manage your team if you have one, how your ministry or business operates. Since that episode aired back in August, I've been working with my one-on-one clients to develop those four strategies, and it led to the simple strategy system, which works like a filter between your massive ideas and your quarterly and weekly plans. With your strategy six-pack in hand, you'll always know what to do next and be able to stay focused on the things that matter most to grow your ministry or business. I'm teaching the simple strategy system as part of this year's annual goal planning workshop. This is my fourth or maybe fifth year to offer the Build a Better Year workshop. I can't wait to see what you think of this new addition to the system. If you're listening to this before January 7th, 2023, head over to do build to check out the Build a Better Year workshop. Now, for your one simple action step. I want to hear from you. Which episode from 2022 was your favorite? I'd love to hear how you put it into practice and your results. Share the episode on social media and tag me so I can cheer you on. It's been quite a year, wouldn't you agree? I'm looking forward to 2023. We'll open a new group program specifically designed for women pursuing their God-inspired dream while working full-time. 
I'll host my first in-person retreat and we'll celebrate the 100th podcast episode. And that's just in the first two months. I hope you'll hang around and maybe tell a friend about just one simple thing. Before we run off, let's do a little check-in. Here we are near the end of another month. Did it get away from you again with little progress on your goals and plans? Do you need help figuring out where to focus, but you aren't ready to invest in one-on-one coaching? Then I have just the thing for you the most cost-effective way to get the benefits of expert input on your goals and plans. With a move forward review, you can submit your plans for the month. I'll take a look and make sure your plan is aligned with your goals, that it's doable, and that it's structured in a sequence that makes sense. Then I'll email you my feedback along with resource recommendations for areas where you may be stuck, and perhaps a little tough grace if you need it just like I give in my one-on-one coaching calls. Y'all, I'm just being honest here. This is the biggest bang for the buck of all my products and services. If you've ever wanted an affordable and time-efficient way to benefit from my project management experience, this is it. You can get all the details at the link in the show notes. And remember, clarity comes from action, and action can be just one simple thing.